0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast and I am your host Dia. The topic I'll be talking about today feels very personal to me. For starters, I've always been an extremely sensitive person and I also get offended really easily. I am the person that will get their feelings hurt if you say something about me that challenges the way I think or see myself or rather the way that I would like to be seen. So this is a huge topic that many books have been written on and thought leaders and spiritual teachers talk about all the time. How can we better our lives by switching from automated reaction mode to a more conscious response and awareness when dealing with things like conflict and triggers that arises in our life experiences? If you find your inner child often lashing out when you're triggered or your immediate response to conflict is generally anger, frustration, negativity, and basically this sort of spiraling down into a deep dark hole kind of experience, then keep listening. A full disclaimer, you are not alone if you do experience these things. In fact, I always choose topics that resonates with me and challenges me the most. So, as I am sharing the things I've learned or experienced with you in today's episode, understand and know that I am not here to be a teacher. I am also a student and we're most definitely on this journey together. So have you ever had to deal with an unpleasant situation or people? I'm sure that we all have, especially if you've ever worked in customer service in any capacity, or if you've just been around this planet for a while. You probably felt like your patience were tested on a daily basis at some point? Or do you find yourself getting into arguments often with a partner, a family member? Somehow they're able to trigger you from being a peace-loving individual to a blinding, raging monster in an instant. I know I'm 100% guilty of all of those things. But somewhere along the line, I decided that carrying all this anger and frustration it really isn't something I want to experience. I can see that it makes me feel like crap, and I can also see that it's never, ever helped any conflict resolution or with any of the relationships with my loved ones or even strangers. So let's first talk about what's causing us to have these triggers or reactions and then I will offer some ways that we can try, play with, and practice to see how we can reprogram ourselves and in turn we can bring more joy and flow into our daily experiences. Personally and from experience, the two words that stand out the most for me are the words ego and fear. Even though the word ego has been identified in a variety of ways, I see the ego as sort of the wounded child and a collection of what we've come to identify ourselves as. For example, my ego wants to be seen as a giving person, someone who is more selfless rather than selfish, who would put others' needs before my own. Now, because of this identification, anytime this concept of myself is threatened, I will probably become defensive, upset, or even angry. An example could be, say, I've been cooking dinner every night for my significant other, Okay, and when the act of service maybe wasn't recognized or I wasn't thanked, I might bring it up with them. Now, the ego probably wants praise and to be recognized and appreciated. Let's say in an ugly turn of events, my partner might say something like, oh, well, maybe you only do nice things for other people because you want appraisal. Now, there is most likely a grain of truth in this let's be honest. However, this is when our ego jumps to our defense. I can totally see this whole scenario play out in my head already and how upset and angry and the fire inside that feels the need to defend myself and probably lash out. How dare you? How dare someone question my identity as a giving person and claim that I'm only giving to receive? And I don't need to go further, you can see how this can turn into a huge fight and perhaps you've been in a similar situation. So let's see how fear can also play out in the same scenario. Fear is actually a pretty wonderful mechanism that keeps all living beings alive. It's something we've inherited from our ancestors for survival. Our fight or flight response is triggered when we sense fear. Now, back in the day, our very own lives depended on fear showing up at the appropriate times. And even though fear still helps us stay alive today, our lives aren't in constant threat as much as it was. Most of us probably have our basic necessities met on a daily basis. So where does all of that extra fear go? Instead of protecting us from actual real life dangers, we start to protect our psyche and our self-concept and actually creating more fears with our own thoughts, thoughts of insecurity, perhaps destructive behaviors or very reactive patterns. So let's try using that same example as before. Fear could show up in several different layers. So I made dinner every day for a week without hearing a peep of thank you or getting any reciprocated acts of service. Fear could now kick in and we may start to create stories in our heads. Maybe our partner doesn't care about us enough to notice or maybe I'm in a horrible relationship and they will never reciprocate And again, let's throw in that ugly turn of events. Now you're arguing and maybe your partner says, oh, well, I think you're doing all those nice things just to get something back. So now fear can show up again. Oh no, now they see me as the selfish person and only do nice things for recognition. They'll probably love me less now or worse, they'll probably stop loving me. Of course, these are probably not the exact thoughts that run through our mind immediately after the trigger, but they could very well be the underlying fear that is so much more deeper rooted and probably mostly unconscious. And when we feel hurt, anger, or fear, there's actually a lot that happens that we don't even realize. First, we start to think about what that person said or did. Then we start an internal dialogue or aka we create our own story in our heads. And then we decide to do something about it. Now that can be reacting negatively in anger or hurtfulness or retreating inside and bottling it all up. And all of this is happening so quick, like lightning speed within seconds. So of course, it makes sense that unless we are aware of it, can we do anything about it? It feels like it's completely out of our control when we spiral into attack mode or maybe we just retreat and ignore people. It doesn't matter how we've been triggered. All it matters is that it happens so fast inside our mind and we may not realize we're doing it. So this is why so many spiritual teachers talk about this importance of awareness. Many of us live our daily lives unconsciously and very unaware and we experience the same negative patterns or challenges or we might even attract the same type of toxic people into our lives and then what we do is we ask why why is the universe so unforgiving and cruel why don't we ever get a break but I think the truth is Every single one of those challenges and triggers was a loving gesture from the universe, providing us with yet another opportunity to become aware, to rise above the reaction or the patterning and the conditioning, to take the next step on our path. Here's a quote by Joseph Murphy. You do not want to remain in a rut. Problems are life's way of asking you for an answer life would become unbearable and unendurable if we did not experience change. So I encourage all of us from now on to try and see every trigger, challenge, or conflict, or an argument as a chance to bloom, a chance to shine a little more light inside, a chance to choose expansion instead of retraction a chance to respond with awareness rather than our automated reaction, which probably leads to way more conflict than resolution. It's funny, I actually had a personal experience just this morning. Something had happened which led to the start of an argument with my partner. And as I was hearing the words come out of his mouth, I started to feel so constricted, retracted, like my body was pulling everything inward and getting ready for an explosive attack. What he was saying was threatening my self-concept. Now all of this was happening so fast and normally I probably wouldn't have catched it um, but luckily I was just reading a book by Eckhart Tolle the day before so all of this was fresh in my mind and when I noticed these sensations emotions and just that Nasty energy arise in my body. I was able to take a conscious moment to relax and to ease. And instead of giving my ego or that wounded child more feel, I decided to just allow his words to resonate and let it be without attaching judgments or more emotions. I became conscious in that moment. And instead of my normal reaction, which would have been to get hurt and defensive and probably say some pretty mean things, I did not get attached to my thoughts or emotions or add any more of my energy into those feelings. What I did was I witnessed them instead. And what happened after that was insane. Now, as I said before, I struggle a lot with this. It's definitely my regular mode to get defensive and upset or angry. So when this shift happened this morning, it was an incredible eye-opening experience. I began to feel the constriction becoming more and more relaxed and expansive. And this clutching feeling, the tightening feeling started to ease up and I began to feel more relaxed. And that little fireball inside that wanted to attack and be angry actually began to subside. I simply said to him, you can think this way. I disagree, but that's all right. And surprisingly, this time I actually meant it. What could have turned into a really ugly and unpleasant and probably really lengthy argument was literally diffused in just that one conscious moment. I was blown away because for this one powerful moment, instead of letting thoughts, emotions, and my ego dictate my state of being, I simply was being. And minutes after, I came back into the room, we talked, and turns out the whole argument was just a misunderstanding and miscommunication. That was definitely an experience that will stay with me and it will encourage me to keep trying to reprogram and rewire the way that I react and instead to choose to respond. So how do we reprogram ourselves from automated negative reactions to conscious response? I think one thing is for sure, we have to be able to separate the self and objectively watch our thoughts and emotions instead of getting lost inside or with them. Sadhguru wrote in his book called Inner Engineering about this idea of responsibility. And he explains that though there's some negativity, Today, towards the word responsibility, as if somehow this takes away our freedom. Instead, it simply means having the ability to respond. And having this ability to respond is a conscious choice, and it is freedom. He says, The only thing that stands between you and your well-being is a simple fact. You have allowed your thoughts and emotions to take instruction from the outside rather than inside. And this is the very opposite of freedom. He also writes, in a state of conscious response, it is possible to use every life situation, however ugly, as an opportunity for growth. But if you habitually think, I am the way I am because of someone else, and keep assigning blame outward to external circumstances, you're using life situations merely as an opportunity for self-destruction or stagnation. He refers a lot to this external situation um, or external stimulus, but I think that actually we can also have this effect on ourselves with our own thoughts in our head. I think that what happens when we feel offended, hurt, or angry is that we really close our hearts. You can think of it in a metaphorical way or in a literal way, but physiologically we can feel it inside. You know that tightening of the chest, we literally clench ourselves in protection and in protest. The problem with trying to protect ourselves by suppressing an unpleasant thought or emotion is that all we're doing is clenching it even harder. And by closing our hearts, we become bitter, resentful, and most likely very mean and could even become hateful. Suppressing this energy means it cannot flow through and that it stays inside of us. And if we allow it to remain in there, guess what? The very next time something or someone triggers the source of those feelings, we will most likely react and behave the exact same way. And maybe even worse because now there's all this built up of dense energy from before. So it truly is a vicious cycle that drowns our happiness and our peace. Now, I know personally that all of this is way easier said than done. Trust me, I've been there a million times and it's not an exaggeration, but that is totally okay. If we've been reacting the same way and allowing our thoughts and emotions to dictate us for a very long time, it will probably also take some time and plenty of trials and errors to reprogram ourselves. But the beautiful thing is our brain can literally rewire itself. It's been discovered with neuroplasticity that over time we can retrain our brains to build new neural pathways and connections. So there is a definitive possibility that one day responding consciously becomes our normal state of being. So don't ever allow being triggered and reacting negatively to deter you from practicing again and again. After all, we're definitely all human beings, beautifully imperfect, we've all been conditioned in a certain way, and having patience and compassion will always guide us back. If you are listening to this and afterwards you still find yourself reacting in situations in an impulsive and negative way, that is okay. Just noticing your own pattern, even if it's after the fact is a giant step toward becoming aware and creating space for growth and evolution. So here are some tips that I found helpful in dealing with negative reactions or being triggered into defensive or attack mode. They may not work for you and they may not work every single time, but I ask us to see this as a playground. It is a chance for us to take an unpleasant challenge and play with it. Instead of fighting with a conflict or situation, see if we can dance with it instead. It is an opportunity to become the witness instead of remaining a helpless and wounded child. So if you ever find yourself in a self-deprecating dialogue, maybe you're spiraling into a hole of self-pity, self-doubt, or maybe even self-criticism. The moment you notice this is happening, take a deep conscious breath and know that now you've stepped into the role of the witness. The conscious being that is behind and above those pesky voices. Instead of attaching any more energy to thoughts like, I'm not good enough, I'll never find love, I'll never reach my goals, etc., etc., simply allow those thoughts to float on. And instead, think or say out loud, I am. And leave it at that. I have to credit this to Eckhart Tolle because I tried this today after reading his book and I did notice how powerful it was. So the next time you're caught in a loop, prison created by your own thoughts, just say out loud or think, I am. Not I am this or I am that, but just I am. Because that is enough. Whatever identity or personality or stories that you've attached to yourself are just concepts and fears. Instead of identifying with the layers that you've added on to yourself or others have added on for you, feel the power of simply being. Because I am is already enough. Keep breathing consciously and saying or thinking, I am. And feel the power in that. How full and complete you already are without needing to finish thy sentence. I am is all we are and that is perfectly enough, more than enough even. Another thing that you can try is this. So one day, I caught myself in a spiral of negative thoughts while standing in the kitchen. I was way in my head, worried and concerned about the future, which is really funny because when we're so worried about the unknown future, we're literally drawing and creating nightmare scenarios that doesn't even exist. In any case, the moment I noticed I was spiraling, I took a conscious second to feel all that dense energy swirling in me and clinging heavy all around me. I allowed a space... And I noticed them. And then I took a giant step away. As in I literally removed my physical being out of that energy bubble. I know it sounds stupid, but it's literally that simple. When we're trapped in our own thoughts on a loop, we really forget that we're such powerful beings. Powerful beings that have allowed our mental chatter and conditioned patterns to dictate and disrupt our peace. So the next time you catch yourself in a spiral inside your own head, acknowledge them, not with a or more negativity, but simply witness. You're watching the chatter, allowing them space. And then take a giant literal step out and away from that mess of energy. And the moment we do that, we're no longer giving power away and we can witness the thoughts dissipate we get to decide to step back into our power and not allow mental chatter to disrupt our peace. And here's some other ways that we can try and play around with. If you've ever been or if you were ever in a heated situation with another person and you start to feel that fight or flight mode coming on, first breathe, always breathe. And notice where in your body you're clenching or where there is tightness. It could be in your chest, your shoulders, maybe in your throat, in your belly, or maybe your whole body. Once you notice, try to start to consciously unclench, Release all the tension and fire that is building up inside, ready to attack or retreat. Instead of adding more thoughts to that story you're making up in your head or attaching yourself to these emotions you feel, try to create space between you and the thoughts and emotions creating space means you're now aware that you are not those thoughts nor should they have power over you and even if the other person is saying unpleasant things and you sense that your ego is ready to defend your identity simply allow whatever it is they're saying to just exist the fear that we feel the ego that wants to attack and defend don't give it any more fuel And as it did happen to me today, I noticed that no matter what was said by the other person, I am still 100% fully me. It did not diminish me by listening. It did not diminish my worth in any way. And I wanna share another powerful quote by Sadhguru. Everything that ever happened to you, you experienced right within you. Light and darkness, pain and pleasure, agony and ecstasy all of it happened within you. If someone touches your hand right now, you may think you're experiencing their hand, but the fact of the matter is you are only experiencing the sensations in your own hand. The whole experience is contained within. All human experience is 100% self-created. Now, it might depend on the other person's own ego and their wounded child inside, but in my personal experience, it really does take two to tango. And if there's no fire inside of you anymore, most likely the fire inside the other person will also subside and die out. And I hope you understand that all of this advice is by no means telling anybody to stay in an abusive relationship. It is a tool for when there's conflict and disagreement that happens between two individuals. So the next time a heated situation arises with someone or within yourself, see if you can find a little space between the mental chatter and emotions. Because who we truly are are not those things. There is a consciousness that is always within us that can witness those thoughts without attachment. A peace that cannot be disturbed or disrupted. I will say one thing, it's never helped, at least for me, to add more mental chatter to try and diffuse the situation. Meaning I personally can't talk or rationalize my way out of it because when there is a conflict or trigger present, there's so much energy attached to it as well. You know, emotions, feelings, most likely any opposing thought will just lend more fire to that anger or hurt. Even when our intentions are very noble, the result may not be as effective. It's kind of like if your neighbor is having a party next door with loud and crappy music and you try to turn one sound off by adding another. So you turn the TV on louder or you add your own music. You know that it will most likely only cause more chaos and inner disturbance. But what has helped me is shifting out of my headspace, and instead of staying in my mind where all that chatter is, moving the attention to our inner being the inner body, or even to your energy field. Instead of suppressing or fight with this discomfort, see if you can allow it to just wash over. Kind of like when you're taking a shower, the water flows onto you, but it doesn't stick. It just trickles down and down back into the drain. To end this episode today, I want to share a few more relevant quotes from this amazing book called Untethered Soul. One of the most important areas requiring change is how we solve our personal problems. We normally attempt to solve our inner disturbances by protecting ourselves. Real transformation begins when you embrace your problems as agents of growth. So the author here calls them as agents of growth, and I agree, but I also like to see our problems as a playground for us to dance in. So let's try to begin embracing challenges as opportunities for practice instead of burdens or stressful events. The second quote from the same book, how do you free yourself? In the deepest sense, you free yourself by finding yourself. You are not the pain you feel, nor are you the part that periodically stresses out. None of these disturbances have anything to do with you. You are the one who notices these things. And again, here he uses the word notices, and I have been using the word witness, and it's pretty much the same thing. There's a distinction between the real us, the one who can witness our own thoughts and emotions versus the actual thoughts and emotions. And last but not least, you are a great being who has been given a tremendous opportunity to explore beyond yourself. The whole process is very exciting, and you will have good times and bad times all sorts of things will happen. And that's the fun of the journey. So with that, I wish you all well. And remember that it's all about the journey, the trials and errors. We're not here to be perfect or reach a destination. The true magic really happens in our willingness to become aware, to become conscious. To see that taking responsibility means having the power and freedom to choose how we respond. By unchaining ourselves from our mental chatter and ego, we can begin to live more deeply, vividly, presently, and become less burdened by conflict or any challenges that may arise. And then we can start to bring more expansiveness to ourselves, to everyone around us, and one day extend it beyond into the world we live in. If you're interested to learn more in depth on this topic, you can find my book recommendations in the blog post for this episode. And also we're on Instagram at path, P-A-T-H-S underscore back to you, as well as finding us on Facebook. If you guys have any questions or suggestions, you can also send them to the email, you at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode.